Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, we are uh, a little short in attendance this afternoon, so I am recording live. Uh, I'm actually here at the church. Um, we've got quite a few out that are out sick this week. I just remember them. Um, uh, remember all those that are sick and ailing, but uh, figured I'd record a message for us and hope that everyone's doing well. Uh, we'll look at Matthew chapter 6 tonight is where we're going to start. Uh, we're going to look at look into prayer a little bit and the importance of, of praying. So uh, if you will, uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter uh, 6 and where we'll start and uh, hope that everybody's doing well and uh, hopefully this will be an encouragement to you as it's been to me and uh, and look forward to uh any questions or comment or posting you can feel free to do so um so we're starting matthew chapter 6 and verse 5 it says and when thou prayest thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are for they love to pray standing in synagogues and in corners of streets that they may uh, be seen of men verily i say unto you that they have their reward but thou when thou prayest enter into thy whole uh, thy closet and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard of their much speaking. But not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye are need of before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So, the Lord here is talking uh, uh, regarding... Some things he's talking about the giving of alms, so giving, giving to other men, and uh, doing these things to be seen of of others. Uh, but that's not the, the the way that the Lord would have us to do. But he goes on there concerning prayer, and he talks about the the way that we should pray. He says, but that thou us is when thou hast prayest shalt thou not be as the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men and verily i say unto you they have their reward well we know particularly that um you know we know who christ was addressing he was talking about those that those of the pharisees and the sadducees those that were um, chief among the jews and how they loved honor to be honored of men but he says, this is not how this is supposed to be. He says, when you pray, he says, you're to do these things uh, in thy closet. So it, in secret, away from everybody. Good good evening, Glenn and Barbara. It's good to, good to have you on with us. So we have, uh, we have this text here and he's telling us, he says, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, when thou hast shut thy door, Pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Well, he's not talking about, you know, 
anything that we want like the world wants, you know, you know, these things that, that the world says, oh, well, I'll, I'll pray for myself a, a new Mercedes or things like that. That's not the purpose. The purpose and intent is for us to humble ourselves before God and not do these things before men. Sure, we, we pray in our assemblies and we, and we ask prayer for others, but he's talking about being, doing this to be seen of men. So he says, but thou, he says, but when we pray, use not vain repetition as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Uh, I think about, you know, asking for something continually. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, I say, mom, can I have something to drink? Mom, mom, mom. So I thought for my, for asking my mom all these times that I would get something, you know, right then. But those repetitions were useless when I talked to her. But he says, as the heathens do, don't use these repetitions. He says, you're not going to be heard because you keep saying something over and over again. But what is it? It's the intent of our hearts. It's the desire of our hearts to, to serve the Lord and to please him. He goes on here, he says, but... Be ye not therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. The Lord knows these things. He knows them. But, so we, we, need, to, we need to be careful how we, how we pray and how we word things, the thoughts and intents of our hearts and how we act before our Lord. He says, after this manner therefore pray ye. So he's going to, he's, he's talking about, prayer here so he he's showing them he's like okay this is this is like the like manner you need to ask so he says after this manner therefore you pray our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name well our god is hallowed he is holy he goes on thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven what is our purpose as servants of the lord our purpose is to further the kingdom of god so shouldn't we pray earnestly that our that our Lord return? So he says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think it's important for us to submit to the will of God that these things be worked out here on this earth that it is as it is in the heavens. He goes on, forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. These things that he's talking about, this is this is a prayer that he's wanting them to understand that these things are, are, are things that we struggle with. Uh, we can ask the Lord to help us, to give us the knowledge to discern these things and to show us what we are to do. To deliver us from the difficulties that we face, the temptations, the trials. He says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So, Pretty, pretty uh, short prayer there, but still important that, that he was teaching there was that prayer is important and we need to be careful how we proceed with our prayers, what we pray about. Of course, I'm open, I'm open to discussion on that, but I know there may be some varying thoughts on that, but I would I'd love to hear that from some of the brethren. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. 
say that. I think I moved it around. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 11. It says, According to the eternal purpose which he has uh, purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore I desire that you faint not in my tribulations for you which are your, uh, is your glory. For this cause I will bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant to you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with the might and the spirit of inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that ye may be rooted and grounded in love, may, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the, and the height, and in all the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, and that ye might be filled with the all fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundant above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages with the world without end. Amen. So what do you think the importance that Brother Paul was addressing here at the church at Ephesus? Well, he was praying for them. He was talking about praying for the furtherance of the church there. He said, For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says uh, that he would grant you the riches of his glory. Well, what's the riches of his glory? The understanding, the knowledge, the wisdom, the strength, those things that we need in Christ. He's praying that the church here would be strengthened in these things. He says, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye may be rooted and grounded in love, and able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye be might be filled with all fullness of God. Hmm. There's a novel thought there. That he might dwell in the heart of the, in, your, in your hearts by faith. So he's praying for the increase spiritually for these brethren here at Ephesus. I, I'd venture to say that this is just as important for us to do for one another as it was for Paul to pray for the church here at Ephesus and those other churches there about. It is the Lord's given us one another for a specific purpose. Prayer is our essential line of communication to God. We ought to use it to pray on behalf of one another and to pray for the things that concern us in our service to the Lord, the things that happen in this world. That, that is the intent and purpose of the, of the Scripture there. Sorry, folks, I lost you there for just a second. Bear with me just a moment. Hopefully everybody's still there.
Sorry, I'm having trouble with signal, so bear with me. So let's look at Philippians chapter 4. He goes there in verse... look at uh, verse 18 there. He says, But I have all and abound all, and I am full, having received Epaphroditus and the things which have sent from you, an odor of sweet-selling sacrifice, acceptable and well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There's something similar to what we read there in those past, that last passage. But now unto God our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. He says, Salute each saint in the Christ Jesus, the brethren which are with me, and, grant, uh, and grant, greet ye. And all the saints salute you chiefly that they're among Caesar's household. I think I missed my point there, but Philippians, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 19, I read and flipped over too far. <clears throat> we'll read back up to verse 18. It says, What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached? I thereunto do rejoice, and yea, I will rejoice. For I know that you shall turn my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now as Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by my life or by death. For to me it is to live as Christ and to die as gain. But he says there, particularly focused on verse 19, he says, For I know that this shall turn uh, turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So he was talking about the prayer there for from his brethren. He says, For what? That this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. So we know that Paul dealt with was dealing with in his travels and his subsequent imprisonment and those things that he dealt with, was it not important for them to pray? Paul was a, a useful tool for the Lord, and he ministered to many brethren. Our responsibility is just the same, that we pray, pray for the same thing, the same struggles and things that we have. Let's look at... Uh, now we'll look at Philippians chapter 4. In verse, start there in verse 1. It says, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Iodius and I beseech Sintich that they may be of the same mind in the Lord. I entreat thee also, true yoke fellows, and help those women who which labor among you in the gospel. With Clement also, and with also the others, my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to man. Excuse me, made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So, what is it that, that Brother Paul was trying to talk about? He was trying to encourage these brethren here to continue working, to continue laboring in the Lord. He says, I rejoice always. He, he says, let your moderation be known to all men. 
we know as the Lord's people that we aren't to partake in things in the excess. Uh, that that means the things that cause us can cause us harm. You know, too much of a good thing could be a bad thing, right? So he says, let your moderation be known all men. The Lord is at hand. The admonition there was then, be careful for nothing. And everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Hmm. So he tells them, he, his encouragement there is be careful for nothing. Don't, don't, don't be caught up in these things. He says, but pray about these things. Look to the Lord for our understanding. That's our, that is our instruction there. And what do you say? And with thanks, a supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Why? Because our God is able to handle all of these things that we bring to Him. Our concerns, our our failings, our successes. All these things are provided to us by the Lord. And through our prayer, we are to submit our request to God. Let's look at uh, Colossians. Colossians chapter 4. Read there in chapter 4, verse 2. It says, Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying also for us, that God would open unto us the door of utterance to speak the mysteries of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, and that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards them that are without Redeeming the time, let your speech be always with grace, a season with salt, that you may know what time you ought to, uh, how you ought to answer every man. <clears throat> All of my state of which Tychus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and faithful minister and ser- fellow servant in the Lord, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. And with Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, who is one to you that you should make known unto him all things which are done here. And I'll stop there. So if prayer is our communication with the Lord, we ought to be continually communicating with the Lord. Doesn't that the scripture also exhort us to pray without ceasing? Uh, we read that verse quite often. What does it mean? For us to pray, he says here, he says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all utterance, praying also for us. That God would open unto us the door of utterance that we might speak the mysteries of Christ for which I am also in bonds. Communicating our desire to share the scripture with others and opportunities and that's what he, he was talking about there in verse 3. How often do we do that? Do we pray, continuing, be continuing prayer for opportunities that we can share the scripture, that we can scare the, share the gospel with others? I can tell you that 
more often than not, we get caught up in the concerns and the cares of this life. We ought to be very, very focused on our service to the Lord. He says, walk in wisdom towards them that are without redeeming the time. There's a, there's a novel thought. Redeeming our time. Buying our time. Being, being considerate of our time. That's important for us to do in our service to the Lord. Praying continually. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16 talks about a little bit about that. Again, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16. Actually, we'll back up in 15 there. It says, Wherefore I also, after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer that God of our Father Jesus Christ and the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of your calling, what is the riches of your glory of his inheritance in the saints, that with what is exceeding greatness of his power to usward, who believe because that, uh, to the working of his mighty power, which he wroth in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him in the, uh, at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and mights and dominion in every name that is the name not only in this world, but also in that one which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet to give to him the head of over all things to the church, which is the body and the fullness of him that filleth in all. So he says there, same thing. He says, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in your prayers. It's important for us to communicate on behalf of our brothers, like I mentioned earlier. Strengthen and guide and protect us. Why? Maybe there's something we can encourage our brothers and sisters in and serving the Lord. Maybe there's something they can do for us as well. That's why it's important for us to pray for one another. Why? Because we have a God that is able to do these things for us and provide for us. Sorry, y'all, my recording went out again. There's The scripture is chock full of instruction regarding prayer. Let's turn over to 1 first, first Timothy. 1 Timothy, chapter 2, verse... One there. It says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our Lord, our God, and our, our God, our Savior, whom with all have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, and that the man Jesus, uh, man Christ Jesus, whom gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. 
Hmm. So, Paul, again, here is encouraging brethren to pray. He says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications and prayers and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all in authority, that you lead a quiet and peaceable life in godliness and honesty. Hmm. Well, we ought to give thanks to the Lord. We ought to pray to the Lord. After all, it is through Christ that we have an opportunity to have intercession between us and God through Christ. We can't pray with if it wasn't for the <clears throat> for our for our Lord giving himself up his life. He goes on there in verse 8. He says, I will therefore the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner also, that which women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shame-faced and sobriety, not with uh, broided hair or gold or pearls or costly ray, but which becometh a woman professing godliness with good works. So he goes on to encourage him there. He says, men that... Therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting, without anger and without absence of faith. Hmm. So, those things tend to cloud our ability to pray, doesn't it? Wrath, being upset and angry with some somebody, or without doubting, that absence of faith. So maybe we ought to submit ourselves to God often, often, without ceasing. That God can take care of us and provide for us and show us that the things in the Scripture that can change our lives. The importance of prayer goes far beyond just simply bowing our heads and listening to someone else pray. If it wasn't for the brethren praying for my daughter, these almost five years ago, that I would have been encouraged in my service. It, was e it could have been easy in that particular time to lose faith. But thank God for the encouragement of our brothers and sisters in Christ and those that serve the Lord and the church and, and His church wherever they are. Because it was that that strengthened me enough to make it through those days where we didn't know what was going on. My wife and I both. I've seen it happen in other brothers and sisters' lives when there was moments of of problems or the things that we were facing there was uncertainty our God removed that uncertainty and gave us answers through prayer so prayer is not something to be told with toyed with lightly it is an important communication tool 
More importantly, it's a weapon we can use to overcome the world by communicating with our God through Jesus. We have to be considerate of these things and pray because God can handle anything we can give to Him. We just have to be willing to do so. When we moved here to Colorado, my wife and I did pray about it. We've been praying about it for quite some time. And the Lord answered. And the Lord showed us where we needed to be. And that's how we communicate with our God is through prayer. I encourage you to study about prayer and study about what it is that we are to do and how we are to do it and look at the examples of those in the scripture that have prayed and may the Lord guide you and instruct you on how it is that you should communicate with him appropriately. This is not a small endeavor that we have here working for the Lord. But our prayer is most important that we focus on spending time with the Lord and communicating with Him. Thank you for your kind attention this evening and hope that you've all gotten something out of this. And uh, Again, uh, remember to pray for one another and encourage one another to look at the Scripture as we should study and encourage one another. Thank you all for uh, paying attention and and, uh, hope you get something out of this. You'll have a blessed evening and may the Lord take care of you this week and lead you and guide you.